I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Born to camp, forced to work. Today, we're going to be talking about a short hike, a game that was developed by Adam Robinson Yu, self-published by him, and released in 2019 on Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, and then it had a 2020 release on the Switch. A short hike is a free-roaming adventure platforming game Mm -hmm. is kind of what I'm settling on. Sandbox game. Yeah, except it isn't like... I don't know how best to describe the like play pattern of this game because the actual things that you do in a short hike are essentially like move climb float jump <laughs> like classical platforming stuff yeah but your goal while the overall goal of the game is to reach the summit of the mountain uh the actual thing that keeps you playing this game is more interacting with the other characters in a more adventure game style. Yeah, it's. I was thinking of it as Stop and Smell the Roses, the game. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, like for me, uh, it felt like it put me in the character's shoes a lot. Where at first, like, she just wants to climb to the top of the mountain to call her mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, go get to the top of the mountain. All right. <laughs> And um, so I'm, like, focused on that. And then, like, all the little people you talk to are just, like, you know, collect shells. And you're like, okay, I can get that along the way to the top. Right. You know, like, stuff to just do while you move forward. And then and when you keep going further and further and you're like, here's the watering can. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I remember all these little sprouts that I saw. Mm-hmm. And, like, you keep encountering all these things that make you want to turn around and go back or just interact, you know, run around where you are and comb more thoroughly. So, like, it very organically, I think, gets you in that headspace. Like, that's what it wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think wh- when I was starting this game, the way that you described it, were, it was you were like, it probably wouldn't take that long to finish, but there are all these little side stuff, and I know that you're going to want to do them. And, uh, that, yeah, that rings pretty true. This is This game is full of the kind of thing that I like to sort of like spend time with uh when a game gives you a more open uh sort of open world experience like this one does like a lot of open world games like to sort of like live and die on the size of their map and this is a very small map for an open world game but the density of stuff to do is really high uh, and it kind of gives me like collectathon vibes to some extent because there's a lot of things and a lot of numbers to increment. Uh, and so I got kind of wrapped up in doing doing that stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, there's just sort of like very natural exploration early in the game. And it it makes it feel real good to kind of just like get a little bit higher, do a little bit more stuff, find more people to talk to and do all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's really dense. And um it does highlight, I think, you compared it to a collectathon, and I think it's a kind of like design, like a value in design, I think, like these smaller, denser areas um, that have kind of gotten left behind by like the AAA games industry, like in favor of bigger, mm-hmm. uh, just more content on average. <laughs> and I think this really highlights the value of that older, like, 
N64 PS1 era where you had to just like you could only make so much and you had to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, those kinds of uh, benefits. I yeah. think this game really kind of champions it in yeah. my mind. This this may be a bit of an overreach as far as a comparison goes, but it it reminds me of a conversation that we had. Uh, specifically when talking about Super Mario Odyssey, how there was a lot of, of talk online about how, oh, some of the moons are just fucking laying around. Just, <laughs> uh, and that sucks. We want a challenge to get our stuff. But the reality of the situation when you play Mario Odyssey is that there are so many collectibles. There's like literally hundreds of, of moons, which in other games would be the primary objective, but in this game are more... Uh, they're more akin almost to coins or like the colored coins than uh, th- than they are the superstars or the sh- shine sprites, and so uh, I really remixed that that sh- <laughs> shine, sh- sprites. Sh- 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 shine sprites. Um, <laughs> but this game I think has a similar thing. There's so many different collectibles in such a dense area that the fact that some of them require you to solve puzzles to get to them, and some of them require you to like. Uh, do like a weird side quest for a character uh are like i think it's all positive it's additive Mm -hmm. like the fact that you're collecting stuff all the time doesn't take away from the fact that the act of getting all of the stuff is in itself kind of the point of the game Mm -hmm. yeah and it the scope is small enough that like everything you find has a use Mm -hmm. even if it's just buying feathers yes in the end you know like everything you never feel like you're wasting your time within doing any of the stuff that you come across. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, and it's cool. I mean, there are definitely some items, uh, like I love it. I got, I was like pretty much done with the game. Like I could have turned the game off and felt like I was prepared to come in and talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, before I found the pickaxe. And when you find the pickaxe, you just find like four of them laying on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and then I got that and I was like, oh, well, there's more stuff that I could, cause like I remembered like these rocks and things that were blocking things. And I was like, okay, this is probably what this does. So I got to kind of float around the Island a little bit more and, and do a little bit more experimentation to figure stuff out. Yeah. I got a little bit up towards the top and, uh, needed more feathers. So I just kind of like, was like, I'm just going to jump off here and just glide down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, as you will never inevitably do while playing this and i landed in on a spot on like the bottom of the island that i'd never been to and i thought that i had explored the bottom part of the island pretty well and i'm mm-hmm. like where the hell is this uh and i found those pickaxes and like there's a like the guy that you can sell the fish to and yeah. like etc down there and i'm like oh shit like there's like because this game is like smaller in scope and it just doesn't like tell you where things are or where to go like there's no map no waypoints or things like that. And so secrets feel secret, mm-hmm. right? Like when you find the pickaxes, you're like, oh shit, like uh, what, <laughs> what are these for? And like, you're like, oh yeah, I remember those blocked off, like uh, look like abandoned mine shafts or whatever. And then you go and you find one and bust your way through it. And you're like, oh yeah, you feel good about it. Yeah. No, yeah, it's great uh, for that kind of a thing. Like secrets feeling secret is a big part of why secrets are cool in games um i've praised like the the more recent doom games in the past for a lot of the things that they do but their secrets are on a map 
<laughs> so they aren't right. really high they're they're highlighted and there are lots of ways to like get to them and i feel like that's kind of true in a lot of games uh or the secrets don't give you anything that's substantial which while is cute and i like that kind of a secret as well things in this game like the fact that there are 20 total golden feathers to collect uh and they're not all very telegraphed like there's some that are just like exploration based and other ones that are side quest related um really makes it feel like doing everything to the best of your ability is going to get you a reward and make you feel worthwhile uh and i i, I liked that a lot yeah and you'll find the beach dick ball court mm-hmm <laughs> That was, like, the first thing that I did in the whole game. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Like, I didn't find it till like, pretty late. I kind of just, like, went clockwise around the whole mm. base of the island at the beginning um, because I wanted to collect the shells. Right. And I figured the shells would be on beaches, which would be at the bottom. Yeah, I thought that I had done that but missed, like, half the island somehow. <laughs> There's a part where, because I didn't know you could swim, and when when I found out, because you find out pretty easily by just falling in the water, mm-hmm. uh, I realized that I could go around this, like, big cliff face, which I thought was just, like, invisible wall end of map kind of area right but it actually isn't because the whole island is like circular and you can just kind of check it out right um and yeah i think the i think because it's the the beach stick ball course is right next to the uh the graveyard the graveyard yeah so i ended up there really early as well yeah i thought that had like a a fun or not fun maybe the opposite of that like an ominous (laughs) implied like uh I don't know, just, like, environmental, like, story kind of thing. Like, the fact that the graveyard is tucked away on the back of the island, and Mm -hmm. there's, like, no one there. And I don't know. It just felt, like, really atmospheric to find that. Yeah. It stands out in my mind. it rains there, specifically. Classic video games. Yeah. It it is, like, it's that, that area where, when I'm playing the game, uh, you get so, like, wrapped up in sort of the, the, the cheery sort of atmosphere of it. That when you get to the graveyard, it actually does sort of bring you down a bit. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't like this rain. Like, you're imagining it, like, hitting her feathers as she's floating around. You're like, Claire, (laughs) get out of here. Get back to somewhere you belong. Yeah. Tonal contrast there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really, I think, adds to the tone of this is the music. Yeah. I loved the soundtrack in this. Um, I'm not a music person, uh, like, or at least I've can play music but i can't write music to save my life um so i don't know a lot of technical terms about that sort of thing like composing but there i feel like this music has like a quality to it that i really like like there's this like very atmospheric piano like i just really feel like the music brought this game to life like i think it carried a lot of the weight uh and it's like a dynamic track that like shifts when you go from place to place which is nothing new, but it's used to great effect in this. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, I, I wanted to call it out because uh, it's very cool. But I think what I settled on is that I'm just really impressed by how far indie games that don't have a big budget are capable of taking their music. Uh, like, this this game effectively has, like, one song that just evolves depending on what you're doing. Like... The, and the song changes contextually with, like, how high up you are on the mountain, and are you gliding? Did you dive and are now gliding really fast? 
Uh, did you get to where you are by jumping from the top of the mountain? It plays a different, like, stanza. Uh, it is a really dynamic and really cool soundtrack that actually does, like, bring a lot of life to it. And just, like, the way that it's set up, like, in situations where you're walking and you're on the bottom floor, <laughs> the <laughs> ground level. Yeah. Uh C level. Yeah, C level. It's like silent or it's like very disparate, like where the, mm-hmm. the, the music is actually coming in. Yeah, like sound of seagulls or something, you know, <laughs> and waves. So yeah, the the audio experience of this is 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 very good. Uh I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh so another thing I wanted to talk about, um, this is a more specific to me kind of thing, but um I want to talk about fishing in video games. Yeah. Um, because my first exposure to, like, fishing being incorporated into a game in this way is The Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. as I assume will be for a lot of other people as well. And I always kind of, like, shrugged it off in Zelda and, like, kind of even laughed at the idea at, of engaging with it. Uh-huh. But I feel like I've just Stockholmed into it at this point <laughs> because, like... Whenever I encounter this kind of stuff in games now, I always like it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm old now <laughs> or what. That is, old people are the number one demographic for fishing, so... <laughs> but yeah, like, um, we just talked about Hades on the main cast, and that has fishing in it. Mm-hmm. This has fishing. It just seems like more and more stuff is putting fishing in as a side activity. Yeah. And I'm just surprisingly, like... <laughs> okay with it yeah well i'm noticing also that a lot of modern like fishing implementation in games is the animal crossing style of fishing where there isn't like fishing related strategy it's just kind of a timing mini game where Mm -hmm. you cast and then wait and then press a button before the fish gets away um i mean this is arguably a little bit more in depth than that uh, but I think that the answer is probably just, like, it's kind of simple to implement and makes sense in a lot of places. Yeah. Hades is, like, a standout example where <laughs> it makes no sense while you're fishing. But, like, I still appreciate the yeah, inclusion. It, it's a fun way to add a collectible, I guess. Yeah. This game, though, I have to shout out for having the world's most satisfying cast. Because uh, oh, it just, like... <laughs> ping pong yeah and it just oh god every time you cast with such force that the the bobber just like ricochets off of anything in the surrounding area mm-hmm. um and it's it's really because like when you're catching fish like in a river and you have kind of a narrow target it is like playing plinko Although you're more guaranteed to actually succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to stand far enough away. <laughs> that it lands somewhere near it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's good. I did. I liked it. I didn't engage too thoroughly with it. That wasn't the part of the game that I like. Right. Yeah. I just complete. I just went on like a, a brief like fishing spree mm-hmm. where I caught a bunch and then sold them. Yeah. I do. I love the guy that you sell them to Cap'n. Yeah. Who is essentially Cap'n, uh, who sits on his boat. And then like you, whenever you bring him like a rare fish or something, he's like, goes off and he's like, Whoa, Claire, you're like a fishing legend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, hell yeah. yeah." (laughs) I like it when you like, you'll show him one and then he'll pay you a certain amount for it. And then you'll show him the next one 
and it'll be worth less, but it'll be like one of my personal favorites. favorites. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, because the, the way that his dialogue is written um, is like, it, it's like you bring him a fish that's like pretty common and like, he'll just be like, yeah, but I like this one. This one's good. It seems like he is trying not to let you down. Yeah. And then, like, you'll bring him something that is, like, oh, the albino salmon. Oh, my God. Ten million gold for you. It's good. <laughs> but I think the dialogue in this game is written really well overall. Um, like, all of the side characters have their own little, like, story that they're trying to, to get through. Um, whether it's, like, the climbing guys trying to prove that their climbing club has really... <laughs> <laughs> like prepared them to 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 reach the summit um or like there's the rabbit who's pre- of course is preparing to race against a turtle mm-hmm. um and the the painter who goes from place to place and trying to to like hit his like muse to make a masterpiece because he's presenting at a an exhibit right like all of them have these little storylines but they're all written in a really believable way i was jokingly calling this game uh when it first started at uh just birds with cell phones because like that's the whole like the first thing you're introduced to is that you are a bird and that you are trying to get cell reception to hear to get a phone call and it's just really like it is very nonsense, uh, but obviously it's just animals being personified. It just really wasn't what I was expecting. Uh-huh. Uh, and it keeps that energy through the whole thing where everyone is like an animal. And that does play in occasionally where they're like, "Can like, could I get up to the summit? And you're like, well, you'd have to be a bird. Like, you'd have to yeah. be able to fly to do it. Uh, but they're all written like they're human teenagers for the most part. Right. Uh, God, I feel like I had something to say to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it it does have like a like a simplistic charm to it, mm-hmm. and like a consistency. Yeah, it's where like a lot of the personality comes from. Like the the music, I think, carries the most weight for me. But like the art and the dialogue do add a lot as well. It just creates like a distinct. I don't know, like, flavor that the game has. Right, something that's like necessary for you to want to engage with all the little side quests because they aren't like most of them are not like mechanically demanding it's more just like navigation yeah yeah it's not dissimilar for something like animal crossing Mm -hmm. like you get like the cute little characters and they give their little garbled speech noises (laughs) and you know it's just yeah like as i said charming Mm mm-hmm well, this is, like, the cutest game I've ever seen in my whole <laughs> life. Like, it's very, like, uh, as the internet kids would say, this is a wholesome game. Uh, for sure. Like, there's, uh, Did the internet kids claim that away from old people? I think they did. I think uh, wholesome is just, like, a purely millennial thing now. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Tell your grandmas. <laughs> they can't say wholesome anymore. Stop trying to be... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's quite on the level of of like elders using teen slang no, though, no, it's but just, yeah, it's like the other way around. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, like your fucking people in the nursing home are like <laughs> these kids saying wholesome these days. <laughs> Who do they think they are? Um, but no, um, yeah, like even even characters like um. 
I don't know if this character has a name. The 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 guy who sells you the feathers who bought out all the feathers to right, turn a he, profit on them. Yeah, because he needs to pay his college tuition. Yeah, which you can eventually pay for him. Like, even that character who seems like purely a bad actor from the outset, they give like a reason for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. We're weirdly justifying scalping, but like also... <laughs> I think maybe they're going for, like, a tough times or tough for everyone kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, just because they include it in the game doesn't mean they're endorsing it. That's true. But, you know, he comes off as a sympathetic character, mm-hmm. uh, and you fund him going to college by having him artificially inflate prices. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Uh, the one last major thing I had is I just wanted to make a loose like parallels with Celeste with this game um, because while Celeste is a lot more of like a heavy emotional story um, this one still I think uses the idea of climbing a mountain as like a metaphor for like self-reflection or like being in a rut and like kind of getting over that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, and I, I just think that fits really well in like this kind of more like small personal like indie game yeah i agree with that i think there are a lot of hurdles to jump through when you're making like a publisher back triple a game and so when you try and make a small personal narrative it has to go through a lot of approvals and shit and so you really you very rarely get like a truly affecting big budget game uh and this gets to be this gets the the benefit of being a self a self published indie title because it is just like a very small kind of uh, inner narrative where I agree that it, it uses the mountain as like a or climbing the mountain as like a metaphor. The messaging for me always felt sort of like the because you you come off as disaffected when you start the game like you haven't been doing anything all day you've just been sitting around waiting for a phone call Mm -hmm. and then when you get out and go climb the mountain everybody is you're like nice to everybody and everybody is nice to you and you do all these things for people and you make friends and you get to the mountain and you realize like wow like it was worth it to like go out and do the things yeah. that are here yeah it comes off as like she's somebody who would never normally do this sort of thing right yeah it's a great uh th- yeah that like personal growth metaphor like I-, I do agree it is like kind of similar to the way that celeste tackles it yeah but it is very appropriate and i think they go for a different angle on oh it. yeah like a, a completely different one mm-hmm. but similar starting point i guess for sure for sure well an ending point technically top of the mountain yeah <laughs> the point of self-reflection the celeste just kind of like takes a fucking cable car back down and you get to you get to fly yeah down, which yeah. is sick uh, <laughs> I have one more note that I intentionally say for the end here mm-hmm. uh, because it is dumb and is not related to really <laughs> how this game is supposed to be taken. Uh, did you, I'm just guessing that you probably did, but did you collect either or both of the silver feathers? No. Okay. I didn't. I only got like 12 feathers, I think. 19. Nice. I looked for that 20th yeah. one for like fucking a million years and uh, couldn't find it. I, um, yeah, like, this game did suck me into, like, doing all the, as many little things as I could, mm-hmm. but 
I, I'm just not the kind of person that's going to comb for everything. So, like, I got as much as I could to the point where it started to feel a bit tedious, and then I just finished. Yeah. The Okay, so the reason I bring it up is the function of the silver feathers in this game is when you flap to double jump, you go higher, mm-hmm. and when you climb, you climb faster. Okay. Just as a side note, I took me, like, probably over halfway through my playing to realize <laughs> you could flap. Um, I always just thought you could just glide and never tried to like tap the A button to actually jump again. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, I felt like it always took a feather accidentally when I tried to jump onto a wall mm. to climb it. So it would maybe a balancing thing because like otherwise you would get that extra height and be able to climb things you're not supposed to. Right. But either way, like that's how I learned about it. Yeah. I was trying to like jump onto a wall. I got there eventually. Yeah. But whenever you. Uh, have the the silver feather they are they do stack so when you get both of them you like really get up there and so when you have like a bunch of feathers and the silver feathers you can like jump a bunch of times in a row which first of all bias i have to state i love when you can jump more than once in a video game uh big fan of like anything where they're like triple jump quadruple jump uh (laughs) It's just like fun for me. Ori. Yes. I like to be able to fly in a very limited sense, and I don't like being able to fly literally mm-hmm. in games. Yes. Yeah. Another side note that you just made me think of, uh, I was just thinking about um, like Kingdom Hearts recently, because I'm me, and I always think about Kingdom Hearts. That's true. Um, you have a glide in that game, and I was thinking mm. about like how rare that is. Yeah, that you can just like yeah, like float you, around. You, you just you can double jump, or you get a higher jump halfway through the game, and then on top of that, you get the ability to just glide. Like once you hit the top of the jump, you can hold the button, mm-hmm. and it's like that's such a great, like it feels so good to control. Yep, and it surprises me that not that many games have something like that, but this game does. Is de- yeah, and this game and it uses justifies it to great effect, it yeah, by making you a bird, right. which Kingdom Hearts does not well, do. Well, it does. In the first one, you learn to fly from Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. Pixie Dust, man. Mm-hmm. You're still just a dude, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there is magic from that story that I'm they've saying... incorporated into the gameplay mechanics. <laughs> That's probably why it doesn't show up in a lot of games, because you normally play as a human person. Sure, you can't but fly. You, human people can't double jump either. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But those usually get, like, rocket boots. There's, like, a little bit of pseudoscience in there. Anyway, uh, what I was going for is that once you get a bunch of feathers and the silver feathers and are able to to jump a whole bunch of times, you can do this thing that is glorious and makes navigation in this game, like, a joy, where you jump real high, dive, and then just fucking take off. Like, you move so fast that... It's really not even all that useful to, like, look for stuff, but it just feels so fucking good to do. Mm-hmm. I was I was constantly surprised by how, like, how much that feeling of momentum, like, combined with the music, really is just, like, a really uplifting experience. Like, it's just a super fun little mechanic that is not really ever required to complete the actual game. Mm-hmm. So anything that helped me do that more was like something that I actively was seeking out. Right. It was it was a good time. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. Well, do we have flying thoughts? Uh my flying thoughts are I think kind of 
just everything that we've said kind of rolled into one um <laughs> as final thoughts tend to be but like it's find it hard to narrow it down here to like a thesis mm-hmm. um but yeah this game uh was what i hoped it was gonna be like i i knew very little about it i just kind of like heard a couple people mention it and i think someone brought it up on the discord maybe um so we decided to do it and yeah i found what i was kind of hoping to find it's got some like animal crossing charm it's got some of that uh celeste mountain metaphor emotional reflection sort of uh vibe to the story uh it's a it almost feels like a little uh like diorama or something it's like this little world that you get to explore uh that's inhabited by like fun characters that you like and it just feels really good uh, to spend time in. And I think um, a number of factors just lead to this having like a really nice atmosphere. So like I really enjoyed spending the time in it. And uh, yeah, I think this hit me exactly the way it's supposed to. It just like, it's a feel good uh, indie like gem, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, and I agree with uh, pretty much all of that. I think that the game, like I said, is like the cutest game. Uh, that I've played this year and it is February. So, you know, opportunity arises, Mm -hmm. but um, (laughs) the, the actual like exploration of this game and the collectible aspects of it are the kind of thing that kind of drew me in. And I want to make a comparison to a game that I am struggling to remember the name of, Mm. Uh, I believe it is called refunct. Uh, which is like defunct, but with an R. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the concept of that game is that it is a platformer, like a first person platformer where you just jump from place to place, uh, on these like kind of faceless, nameless squares. And they like, when you step on some, it triggers more things to show up in the other parts of the level and the thing that i love about that game and where i'm going to tie it back in is that it takes like 30 minutes maximum to finish the game and it's a really fun sort of like playground to be in this game is like that game but with personality like the this game takes such a short time to finish but there's so much extra stuff to do And they've spent so long sort of, like, making the movement mechanics satisfying that it really is just, like, condensed a really enjoyable experience. Like, I love spending a short amount of time with this game that has the word short in its name, which makes me think that they had to have hit all of their development goals (laughs) with it, with how successful that alone is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, that's that. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket. What are we talking about next time? Next time, uh, we're going to be talking about Phasmophobia, uh, a game that, that garnered some internet popularity on Twitch and things. Because it's got spooky jump scares in it. <laughs> spooky jump scares uh, near the end of last year, and I wanted to see what it was all about. Yeah, and I'd never heard of it, mm. and um, and granted, I haven't looked for this sort of thing, but like, I don't know of any other like 
Ghost Hunter video games, which is something I was surprised. I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. Grave Encounters, the e- game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be playing that and talking about it next time. Until then, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. There you can find links to our email address, our Discord links to all of our old episodes you could listen to us talk about animal crossing uh from a couple years ago mm-hmm. uh or uh that mario odyssey episode that i mentioned earlier <laughs> yeah uh, i'm trying to think of other stuff that's like this they're they're very different than this tonally but i almost think of things like um monument valley or like uh year walk yeah. As far as like little sandboxy explorey things. If you listen to this episode and those two episodes in rapid succession, you can hear us talk about the benefits of a focused indie, like small indie game, over and over again, <laughs> just repeatedly, because it's something we constantly bring up. And maybe we'll brainwash you into thinking the same way that we do, <laughs> which is our overall goal, anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Oh shit! I was I was supposed to keep say that. Keep listening. Keep listening. Keep listening. In the keep the binaural keep audio. Listening, keep listening. Keep listening. Smash the like button. Comment and subscribe. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>